0: here we go with the main event of the evening. Welcome to Showtime Championship Boxing. And they are exchanging leather in the center of the
1: ring. Oh my goodness! This is On the Record with Paul Rivera.
0: Talking to some of the biggest names in the business and getting the inside scoop on what's hot in boxing.
2: It's Showtime!
1: We're here for Showtime Championship Boxing. The Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia weigh-in, live at the weigh-in. Unfortunately, Paulie and Pete cannot be here because Paulie is fighting tomorrow night in London. That's fortunately, fortunately. Oh, Paulie so, still I has a know. career. Uh, unfortunately, your people are expecting to hear Paulie. But we uh, we are going on. We're, doing a, on. we're
3: doing a real poor man's Paulie,
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Mark <laughs> Kriegel. We got Mark Kriegel. Poor man's Paulie. That's his. <laughs> yes. Paulie we on welfare. We got two great guys here. We got Mark Kriegel. Everyone knows Mark Kriegel. Uh, does everyone we know Mark Paul, Kriegel? Uh, we got we Paul Pro Rivera. Rivera. On the record and the review Man yes. about town, rock contour, baller. And there's the boss right there. <laughs> I hate there. that phrase. El Jefe. But, yeah. Get him, Paul. Get him. Do we, we want him on here? Sure, why not?
3: But just uh, keep it short.
2: Put him on the spot.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, don't look, we're, we're, we're talking about Steven Espinoza, who in, in this capacity is signing our check. <laughs> oh,
2: El Jefe. He'll take us down right. as
3: long as he do, wants. Do we, do we really want him on here? Do we really <laughs> want him associated with this? Do we we want to implicate our boss in a situation where he may be culpable i'm not really sure you might be offended if we don't ask i mean let me let me go around here before okay because this is this is in fact the best versus the best that's what has brought us here danny garcia keith thurman or keith thurman danny garcia however you want to take that two a sides what do you got man who you got
1: i gotta lean i gotta lead towards keith why i think he's i think he's stronger and faster
2: than danny Paul. And I think they both have the equal heart. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go Danny Garcia, man. I am I think in seeing, actually not plugging, you know, the show, but in seeing in seeing all access, there's a calmness about him that's hard to describe. There's a calmness, there's a calmness about a boxer that feels like he's done everything he needs to do to prepare himself for this moment. Um, and then even seeing, you know, your show, The Reveal, I just feel like it's deeper than just That's boxing That's the one you got to be plugging. <laughs> um, I, I feel it's just deeper than boxing for him as the, well.
3: The, the reveal we did with Keith was almost a year ago. It was before his fight with Sean Porter, which I, I still think was his, his toughest test as a professional, a, a fight that he acquitted himself very, very well. Um, I don't know who to take. I guess on balance, I have to go with Keith. Um, when we did the reveal with Danny, he was not composed. Now I don't—I'm don't, not going to judge either fighter or make a pick based on what they told me during the reveal interview. I was blown away with with Danny's with, with what Danny said. We we taped it a while ago, last summer actually. We were here. Um, before the first um, leo Santa Cruz fight. Okay. And we had set up, um, we wanted to to revisit the place where he debuted as a pro, Atlantic City, not far from his Philadelphia home. Danny, as you know, makes a big deal out of being a Philadelphia fighter that's very, very important to him. And he has a left hook like a Philadelphia fighter. Um, We wanted to take some stock in his career, and everyone knows most people certainly fight fans knew at that time the narrative about his dad sold drugs yep. went away you know he his, his the father's tale is the father's story was i was selling drugs to put food on the table for my family okay but we've never really seen because angel garcia always dominates the press conference angel dominates the public discussion as it pertains to his son and i think that there's a a lot to it i asked danny hey listen we know about what it was like from your dad's perspective Mm -hmm. what was going on in your head at the time what 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 was going on with danny garcia and he started talking to us people don't know about that but we were evicted we became homeless Um, we, we we lost everything we had, and he starts talking about him and his brother going back to the house that had been foreclosed on. Wow, where you know boarded up. I said, "How'd you get in?" We snuck in through the back. They they skipped school and went to the place, the only home they knew, and it was it was extraordinarily sad. And 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 you know, usually you can find the the pathos the sadness the emotional fracture in each fighter's life you can pinpoint that moment where oh that's why that dude became yep. a fighter yep. and it usually hurts a lot there's a lot of hurt it's, it's why poor people become Become fighters, you know. Rich kids don't become fighters. Yeah. Um, Let's Julio
1: Cesar Chavez Jr. Well, that, that, that's that's a whole that's a whole oh, different thing. We dynamic, get dynamic. we'll get
3: another show on that. And, <laughs> you know, if you, if you look, I, I did a an all access with both father and son. A lot of it has to do with the drugs. A lot of it has to do with Culiacan. But but back but but to Danny, then Danny starts to describe what it was like the day his dad got out of the joint mm-hmm. and seeing him come down. You know, he, he, he broke down. I mean, he, I, so. But he, he goes, no one knows what that's like. And all of a sudden, Danny, who is as composed and emotionless a yeah. fighter, even keel, just lets loose. And this stream of, of tears and emotion, he just lets go of it in the interview. And um, I, I, it's not my intention to make anyone feel anything, except I, I, I want the feeling to be intense. And. Um, yeah, it and you could see how much he, he suffered there. And what made him what made him a fighter, what brought up his game, he, he describes a really heart-wrenching scene. It's very tough stuff. Yeah. When he's in the amateurs, and his dad's out of the joint now, and is his coach. And he's taking him around, paying for hotel bills, and he loses the fight, and he kind of nonchalanted it. As a kid. And I think like he's it. 10
2: years old at this point. He's 12, 10 or 11 years old. Like that, yeah. And his
3: dad throws He's back in the hotel room. His dad throws him up against the wall, puts his hands around his neck says yo you do you do that again I will hurt you now that's not in the fathering 101 textbook <laughs> for what, and I'm not even I'm not standing in judgment of it either way but Danny says that's what made me a champion. That's, that's what made that me a moment. fighter, and I have not
1: lost since. And you, know, you guys, can listen to these shows. They're both uh, they're both on Showtime Championship Boxing Podcast. a reveal with Danny Garcia, as well as with Keith Thurman. And what I liked about the most about your interviews, you really humanize these guys. Thank you. You made me like Danny a lot more than I did before. I was like, you really did. Well, never showed emotion, but that's right. because
3: you didn't know him, right? right. And my my theory is, if, if you if you really get to know a guy, especially a fighter, you're going to like him because. What made him a fighter was a huge obstacle that most of us could not overcome. Some of us can, but, but most of us could not. What makes you a fighter usually crushes most people. Mm. That's a great point. Um, so that you're, you're dealing with, yes, aggressive people, but also in many respects, naturally sympathetic people too, because they haven't been dealt with. A great hand, and, and and that was the first time I got to see Danny. You said on that show, you said at that
1: moment, that's a moment where a lot of guys would crumble, and he didn't. He mm-hmm. he took it as a challenge. He's
3: an ultra ultra ultimate competitor. But uh, Paul, Paul asked the question before. And I'm wondering if you could bring it back about the relationship. What, what were you saying about the relationship between the father and the son? And we never we always hear from the old man. Yeah,
2: we always hear from the old man and always judge about you know kind of the circus of the show. And my question to you is. You just mentioned, and we all know that Danny isn't really an emotional person to show a lot of emotion. Do you think maybe, in a way, his dad is doing all that to take the pressure off of yes. his son in these moments?
3: I, I think that there's, a, I think that that's a, there's a couple things at work here. Yes. Number one, that's who Angel is, naturally. And number two, that's who Danny is, naturally. Danny will naturally recede in his father's presence, and Angel is a narcissist. In the good (laughs) sense, I mean, you know, it's about me, when he walks in, but I think Danny is more than happy to relinquish that role, and it has certainly worked for him as a fighter. If you look at any storytelling construct, it's almost, especially in the fight sports, it's almost like wrestling. you got a big-time wrestler. What, bad guy or good guy? What does he have? The, the valet, the manager. Yeah. Okay? Right, right. So now, in this case, in a big fight like this, even when he says something reprehensible or offensive, as Angel Garcia did in the press conference mm-hmm. of some weeks we ago, there. but he's the sponge. Angel's the sponge absorbing all the heat danny just Yo, that's my dad one thing that surprises me though even in those circumstances where what he said was offensive and objectionable danny says danny doesn't go against his father he goes oh that's my dad not he not won't it. go against it. It, it it that's straight up you know loyal, old school it. that's my dad i gotta say something about angel yeah. though i've seen him turn it on and turn it off
1: mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. yeah it's that not, was my question he's it's not, like, he's he's not crazy it. He knows. I mean,
3: he's crazy, but he's not. He's crazy like a fox. Well, you know. Here, here, <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my um, my one scam to make to make money. All right, that might actually work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> forget, everybody. <laughs> forget the fighter. Uh, forget the fighters. I've never seen a collection as you have right now of daddy dearest in boxing. Yeah. Guerrero's dad. Oh wow. You, you know Sean Angel Porter. Garcia Kenny Porter I want to get them remember I had the Super 6 some years ago <laughs> yeah. we have a, a dad tournament dynamite and dad everyone, tournament. Say, And everyone gets, down. everyone gets everyone gets because you know they all <laughs> they, they all talk stuff remember um, Guerrero's dad want to fight Mayweather's dad doing the, the, the lead up to yo you know
2: <laughs> I'd pay I'd pay to see that, just, see so that? Or, just so we're clear or
3: just just stick him in the house and or have stick a reality him in the show house, yeah. a reality. that would be amazing I'd watch that. now listen don't People, people watch the Kardashians. If people watch Trump, they're definitely gonna watch Boxing Daddy. Boxing Daddy. be Daddy. Hundred percent, I'm in. Come on, man, you're a producer. Say you can get. Hundred percent, I'm in. See, I got. Paul's already <laughs> thinking like, oh, you know, I got. How can so I come on? I get with this? Nah, he wouldn't. Nah, I don't, nah, I don't yeah. think he's like, that. What's, what's up, champ?
2: I love it. I love it. I
3: love we're here with, we're here with
4: the great Peter Quillen Kid Chocolate. This guy right here gave me a CD that I still got.
3: A playlist. Oh, that's right. Really? That's right. What you give him? I'll tell you the story. One day, while well, well, he's, he's, he's meeting and greeting, one day I'm working out in the gym in my slow way. So you know, like weights? Oh man, mind. it's a Wild Card West. I'm hitting a bag, or whatever, shadow boxing. And all of a sudden, to some James Brown. Peter, Peter comes in the gym. No, no. Peter comes in the gym, and he oh puts shit. on Curtis Mayfield. Sound like a um, little child. Sound as hell. Running wild. Which is, from, the gym. He, okay. he, which is from the Superfly soundtrack. Which I, I promise you is one of the great American works of art, on a par with um, Rhapsody in Blue. Okay. The soundtrack from West Side Story. One of the great American works of art. And. So I'm listening to it, and um, I'm hitting the bag, he's, he's getting loose, and I said, where'd you get that, man? I said, where'd you get that? You, you weren't even like alive when that came out, man. That, that's my year. Uh-huh. I think I came out in like 72 or 73. I uh-huh. goes, man, what are you talking about? He goes, this is, this is my song. I was this kid on the streets. And um, so I, I, I gave him a whole, a whole playlist. Oh, you gave him a playlist that I day? I gave him a playlist. Well, I don't remember exactly what was on it, but I'll tell you what. It was cool as you know what. That's my one saving grace is, is, is 70s music. I don't have many virtues, but that's that's what it was. you got to have the champ's audio hooked up. Oh, yeah. There we, we, go. we go. There we, we go. go. I can't, I need, there we go. Now, Peter, tell them about the playlist. I'm out.
4: Well, we had a little bit of everybody on there. We got, um, we got some Switch on there. Mm-hmm. Some Curtis Mayfield, mm-hmm. some James Brown. Uh-huh. You know, we had some of them, old, the Delphonics. Yep. You know, all those 1972 stars that I was made to.
3: Right. And, and you said that when I, when I asked you, how do you know about this song, it was, it was Little Child Run away Wild, wasn't even like the title cut. Like, you got to be deep into this album. And he goes, that was me on the streets when yes. I came to New York. Exactly. Wow.
4: And, and most importantly, you know, um... Those, those are the songs that, you know, ch- kind of change our culture, you know what I mean? Mm. Growing up, you know what I mean? That's all I heard my mom playing, and, you know, I was like, man, why my mom always got to play this? Why does she always got to play this? And, and when it <laughs> to got make to you th- cool. Yeah, man. Well, it gave me a lot of swag. And,
2: hey, hey, Peter, let me ask you, it's fight week, man. Do you get the butterflies even when you're not fighting, man? Man, the hardest thing
4: to do is, is deal with the attention that's on you all the time, constantly. It's a, it's a, sometimes it's emotionally draining. Yeah, man, but you know, this is part of the job and only the strong can
3: survive. Peter, you've been on this stage, break this down for me, what what are most people not seeing in terms of the event, the fighters themselves, and and give us some thoughts on, on how you think where each of these guys is strong and weak and what you expect to see.
4: Well, you know, um, let's say Keith first. Let's bring him up. He's very confident right now. He's at that point where he knows what's exactly at stake. You know, he knows that right now is going to be. Whoever comes out this fight is going to be considered pound for pound best in that division. Um, Danny, I think he's taking the approach that he always he's always taken. He's been called cherry picking for a long time, and I think some of the quality opponents that he he faced already don't tell that type of story. So I think he's been in this this situation before. It, it's a lot more um, attention on this fight. You know, this I think this fight is like sold
3: out. When you say, when you say don't tell that type of story. Do you think that he's gotten a bad rap or, or a fair rap for, for taking soft fights? Well, of course, he got a very
4: bad rap. But I think altogether, um, you know, this is, this is exactly what he likes. You know what I mean? He's been in these shoes before. So at the end of the day, you know, coming out, being the one best 147-pounder, I know that's on his mind constantly that you can only expect a good fight.
2: Peter, let me ask you this. We see as fans, we see... The press conference, we see the weigh-in, and we see fight night. What's this week like for a fighter?
4: Man, it's crazy to deal with some of the stuff that comes about, the people, the attention that comes around you. You have to explain stuff you don't feel like explaining Yeah, how was camp you everything is rehearsed you, you got to keep going over the same thing yeah camp was good yeah what you think i'm gonna win of course you know so it's all the, i guess the dumb question you have to deal with but most of all is like the attention everybody wants to be connected to somebody especially a fighter you know what i mean this fight game is like no other game in in, in the world man because it's like you fighting for something and you can get really get hurt
3: but it's also you, you have nowhere to hide you're on stage you're alone. You're on Once the you biggest stage. There, you're alone. You're, you're exposed. Um, one thing that, to that point, one thing that always impresses me about Danny is for all the people harp on him about the Rod Salkas and the last tune-up fight he had, stuff like that, when he is at his best, when he's made himself known, is when he was expected to get his ass kicked. Well, listen. You know Sugar Ray Leonard,
4: right? Of course. Tell me every fighter he fought. Everybody don't know every fighter he <laughs> fought. They only fought, know the big names, and th- this is a big fight right here. Doesn't matter how many he saw he had how right. many it is. It matters is these big fights. But, but, but my point
3: is that he made he made fights big that he was supposed to lose. Matisse before that, Amir Khan. He took out Amir Khan. Amir Khan was was, was never the, was never regarded as the same fighter after and after Danny got through with him exposed all his weaknesses and we keep saying oh Danny is 140 pounder Danny is flat-footed Danny is this Danny is that what I saw even in the Guerrero fight about a year ago I didn't know he could do this Is not only does he have the hook he can throw that hook going backward which I I really impressed me so I don't don't see much uh, every every time you count him out he provides the counter-argument too. Is it. he
4: not young, too, at that, He yeah. is at the mm-hmm. prime right yeah. now. So, for me, it's just like... When, you, when you're when in there facing these type of opponents, when you can say Robert Guerrero, when you can say mm-hmm. Amir Khan, when you can say all the guys he didn't fought, then you got to say his resume is stacked. And, you know, this is just another, um, you know, hurdle in the, in the race. So, then how do you break down this fight, and who do you see winning? And, you know, just as a fighter, I don't never give nobody... I got to give everybody a shot to win because one punch changed a whole fight. So it's only the right punch getting landed at the right time is what wins the fight. So I always say the best man is going to win the fight. But this is a quality fight where you got two guys at the top of their division at the top of their prime you know looking to be the winner so with that kind of fight you are only looking for an explosive fight you know you got two guys that's regarded as some of the biggest punchers in this division so you're gonna you're gonna expect either a knockout or a good quality back and forth fight
3: in the matchup where do you see any relative strengths and weaknesses openings for either guy well i think um...
4: thurman you know he's aggressive and he likes to fight and engage you know so and you know Danny's quality is when he get a guy, you know, engaging the way that Thurman does, sometimes those guys guys get caught, you know. But it's all about who's going to get caught at
2: the right time with that right punch. Um, Let me ask a question. Danny made a comment on all access that he makes 147 easily. He's in a great mood. Normally he'd be grumpy if he struggled to make that weight. And he said he's not sure about Keith. Does anyone have an advantage in making this weight? Well, you know, anything sounds good on TV. (laughs) Only those guys know behind the the door who
4: feels 100% where they're going to be at. But um, I think ultimately if Keith made the weight, Danny makes the weight, then it's a top-quality fight, and we're just going to look for the best man to win. I
3: I think that, that Garcia has probably become a natural welterweight at this point. Keith has always been a natural welterweight. We've never heard anything about him. Not having having trouble making weight, he is where he has belonged for some time. They look kind of the same. Yeah, you know. Well, Danny, Danny has begun to say that he's the naturally bigger guy. I've got the bigger back. I'm taller, and he's making you think, making me think like, oh, maybe Danny is in a certain way the big guy. Keith looks all, you know, skinny, and Keith comes in, Keith comes in to the fighting meeting this morning, all like, groovy <laughs> out, all hippied out. He got the shades on, got his hair big. He, you know, it looked like it looked like Prince came, it looked like he had his, he had the full rock star on when he came in, and he came into uh, the meeting, and, and Danny's just the opposite, because Danny comes, as we were saying before, with his, with his valet, his manager, dad, you talk, I just, you know, wind up the dad, and he goes, but one thing that, that, that Keith said, one real substantive point, he emphasized it during the fighter meetings, body, body, body. When you think of Keith, you think of a guy with knockout power, when you think, you know, a knockout puncher is, is a guy who's naturally gonna go upstairs, and Keith was talking about, I'm gonna to go to that body. Which I thought was was very interesting, and I don't, you know, I don't remember guys going to Danny's body um, that much, and I just thought it was an interesting, it was an interesting thing for him to bring up, and certainly to emphasize during fighter meetings.
1: Also, say it, say it to Danny, tell him what he's gonna do. Yeah, I don't want
2: to sell my game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to pay for that. You know? Hey, Peter, let me ask you this: Is it possible? And this I guess for the group, you have two undefeated fighters, as you mentioned, on the top of their game. But if you listen to both of them, they'll tell you they don't get the respect they probably deserve. You think that's more of the hype around the fight, or do they truly believe that this fight takes them over the top with the respect they deserve?
4: I think ultimately know what's in front of them. But most importantly as a fighter, you never think you get the respect that you think in your head. You right. know, So with this fight right here, they got to both know this is a top quality fight, and they, there's got to be a winner, and they know the winner. Get put at the top of that pedestal. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's one of the best motivational thing, and then even to be part of such this atmosphere. This atmosphere is great for boxing, and this lets you know that the sport is not a dying sport. And I'm
3: just thankful to be but part of it. Chip is isn't some of it. If you go into a fight and you don't feel disrespected, you're off. Am I right? Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> you got to take a little bit of that
4: disrespect or that little bit of that fear to be able to fight with that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because if that's the case, you you go in the fight, you you going in there blind. It's
3: like I was saying before I came on air, man. It's not disrespecting me,
4: man. <laughs> like but you need that, to get man. ready don't for the show. This it's guy right, right here. here. Huh? This guy right here. I'm. I'm <laughs> you know how. Think for I'm sitting next to this guy right here. He's everywhere, you know what I'm saying? I'm he's, he's, right he's multimedia. We're, yeah, man. we're working, man. Man, nah, that's we're it, man. Stay you, working, man. Are you ready to tell us what's up, what's next for you? And I'm looking to get back in there in April, man. I'm looking to stay back. You know, I'm with a new team. Virgil Hunter is the best place I should be at. You Love know, it. I'm finishing my career off with these guys, you know. You never know when a guy can be like a real father figure. Not just because he giving you lessons to learn in the ring, but he giving me life lessons I can use as a person, as a man. And, you know, I'm a man, of God. You know, all these things are going to make me a more dominant force than before I left. You know, I, I you know, the worst fear as, as a boxer being undefeated is scared to lose. Now that fear is gone now. Now I don't have to worry about fighting for the fear I know what it feel like. You know what I mean? It's a feeling I felt. I'm not going to welcome that feeling anymore. I'm going to go and be at the top of my uh, That
3: you, you raised something that I, I think has um, put boxing back just a little bit. You have a whole slew of fighters in the wake of Mayweather, and in large measure because of Mayweather, Uh who all, who who, who foster this expectation that, well, if you're a real fighter, you gotta have an O. That's BS. Nah, that's
4: crazy because Muhammad Ali. Your career do not stop. Muhammad Ali. Sugar right. Right. All the great fighters, you know, it's only one. Ray of Leonard, you. right here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and every fighter can't be like the other fighter. Right now, everybody's trying to be like a Mayweather. They they scared to be they so you would never lose yourself if you're trying to be
3: yourself. And I I also think that's a good quote. No, but 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 a fighter <laughs> a fighter's career is a story. A, and the story that's doesn't the become most the part. story doesn't become dramatic until you take a loss, you know? I mean, now, it, it can be a dramatic loss, like Peter faced. I lost my, yeah. I lost a tooth. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you say you lost a fight, I attitude. lost a tooth.
4: But wait, I, I lost some money trying to get it fixed.
3: <laughs> but wait, but but, 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 Peter, this is a serious, serious question. What is it like to be a great fighter, to put guys out, now you're on the other end, you got to come back. For it. What? It's not a physical thing, it's a mental thing, is it not? The, the real work. Listen, I don't think
4: about greatness. I just do mm-hmm. greatness. You know what I mean? I'm in the gym. I'm slugging it out. That's why I love to be. It's my office. This is where I feel comfortable. When no, but when I misunderstood, I understand myself. Sitting in front of that mirror, shadow boxing, working on myself. You know, that's why boxing to me is like life. You know, you fighting something every day. You know what I'm saying? It's for for somebody to be able to look at themselves and tell themselves what they're willing to overcome is the the most inspirational thing. That's why people like to watch fighting. Because everybody dealing with some, everybody fighting somewhere, she everybody trying to get somewhere. Said earlier. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, I'm always just expressing myself through my art. This is an artist. of you knowing you see guys painting the picture, I paint punches on people's
2: faces. <laughs> <laughs> you sound excited.
4: Man, I do, man. Look, i got a breath of fresh air that I haven't had in a long time. You know, I went off the radar for a little bit. I had a new daughter. You know,
5: um, Brett. Yeah, thank you. You know, I tell you my what's
4: blessed. crazy. I sacrifice so much that my wife got all the ki- that all the time with my kids right now. I don't even live at home. I'm here in Brooklyn. I got an apartment in Brooklyn. I got an apartment in um, Union City, California. Everything is boxing, and wow. she don't understand it. Then you can leave. Oh. Wow. Yo, how did I get that job? Okay. Home, hey, all you got to do is go home and tell your wife that. If
3: you don't like no. this shit, you can leave. I, I tried that don't once, do that. And, that. and now I'm divorced. said right, no, no. well, Listen, let me tell you
4: something. Let me tell you something. I don't have that much gain as you, Peter. this what you do. Everything lost can always be gained back. 100%. No, no, no. It always can be game back. If you've bad. seen girlfriend,
3: no, it ain't, ain't getting it back. All right, man. You probably don't want <laughs> but that thank one back. Something else
4: is, you know, sometimes we, we lose stuff because it's only preparing us for something even more greater.
2: I love it. Who do
3: you see winning this fight? Man.
4: You want me to be honest with you? I
3: always, yo, I'm always I'm, expecting. I'm, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah.
2: For real? Please. Who's winning the fight? The best man. Uh, come on, <laughs> man. Let, let, let me rephrase this then. What are keys to victory for each fighter? Okay.
4: All right, well, Keith coming in and being explosive the way he does without leaving himself open. Every fighter has an opportunity to land something. Keith got to leave no room for no errors. You know, Danny Garcia, all he has to do is keep coming forward, using his power, using his strength. What got him to this point, don't forget about that. Just keep on doing it. You know, we've seen other weaknesses in Keith's, um, you know, previous fight where... You know body punching and, and leaving himself open i think mm-hmm. engaging too much for to keep could be a deadly thing but if he can you know be a little bit smarter be a little faster mm-hmm. then he can win this fight and what about danny danny just got to come and do danny danny did everything he did to get to this point and i think all if he continue to keep doing that you know look for those openings
2: so let, that's a great let me ask you this at this point as a fighter Are you calm? All the work's been put in. Now it's just time to, you know, handle business. What's the mindset after this? After a weigh-in, what happens the next 24 hours or 36 hours? Getting ready to be in that ring. Seeing that guy,
4: you know the most scariest thing is when you look across that ring, see that guy. You know you got everybody around you, but when you step in those ropes, you by yourself. Then <laughs> you look at that guy and everybody, everybody look is going to be different. Some guy's going to look at you like I'm coming for you. Some look like, yeah, I'm about to get him out of there. It, it's just all about And It's nothing done until that guy is on the mat and the fight is over and your hand
3: is raised in the air. See, I, I think that the after that rush, the key to this fight is distance and can can Keith go in and out effectively enough to determine the distance can, can he come in at angles you know Danny's basically going to come forward or backward he'll break off some angles come under and he can use that hook going backward but to me the question is can Keith can Keith move in and out I was very impressed with what he did against uh, Sean Porter because Sean Sean's just relentless, relentless. He, he wants to be on you in your chest at all times and what Keith did was was so impressive with his technique is he determined when for the most part when he was going to engage and when he was not going to engage the weakness if that's what you want to call it I see in Thurman is sometimes he's like he's like in a kung-fu movie he wants to like, then take a step back. He wants to reset, check it out, No posing. and like look around, see where you know, study the angles, see the those, openings. Those those, those right. windows I'm talking about. No posing. Right, but, get but, in against, but but Porter forces you. He doesn't give you that time to reset.
4: Well, he leaves himself open as well. You know what I'm saying? So that was a really entertaining. That's why they say every right. fight is different. I just know the winner of this fight gonna be in and out the bank. <laughs>
2: That's what I know. Hey Peter talk when you say no posing for, for the No posing stuff. is like,
4: you know, you, you 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 do something in the moment where you get a guy and you pose about it. You admire it too Admiring much. Your you, work. You're Got thinking you. too much. Got you. you can't think. You gotta be trained. Everything is preparation, everything is repetition is, and, and working out that you gotta just let that come out. Everything is gonna come out
3: naturally. That's why you don't have no time to think. You and think, it, do, you, you react. You, you know what I'm, you know what I think it's you're referring to also? You said it before, fighters are artists. And when you do something that's especially brilliant, oh. you're like,
5: yo man, look how bad what I, I am. I, you know, uh, what and, and, and,
3: right. And and Keith is so and Keith is so brilliant and artistic in some things. Dude. Hey, he's back, See that? Look how bad I am, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what you, that's what you don't want to uh, get caught That's doing. Picasso, Monet, yeah, yeah, Manet, yeah, yeah, like like, and
1: Thurman. <laughs>
4: you know the guy that there, the salt like this uh, about oh, the spirit. <laughs>
1: What's, what's amazing about this fight? These are two of the smartest boxers out there today, I think. The way yeah. they fight, they're very cerebral. They, 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 bear, they have a I, game I plan. Just, I just think that 147
4: is too jam-packed. I think we got guys that's coming up. What's the guy that's... Um, Errol Spence. Oh, Aaron Errol Spence. Spence. You got... Um, who? Brooke. Right. It's like a, 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 a eliminator right now for who's the best welterweight. You got Adrian Broner. You got Amir Khan.
3: But that's an interesting question for me. Now, you have Kel Brook. Yes. I, I think Amir Khan is is my opinion, is yesterday. Um but you have Kell um you have Errol Danny, Spence. you have Errol, you have Keith, so you have, Pac-
4: oh, yeah. it, what's we the have guy but what's the guy that just came up away the one the one one forty? He signed with top rank? Granados? Uh, no, no, not Granados. He I think he beat Granados. 140 40 pounds, black guy from um, Not Caw- Oklahoma, Crawford. Crawford, yeah. He
3: moved up. I think he moved up 147. He, uh, he he's might talking want about it, yeah. But, but but what I'm saying is, a guy who a guy who looked a couple of years ago like he was going to inherit the kingdom, and I think I actually think he's a, he's a, a stupendous fighter who just put on his best fight. I'm talking about Broner. But what does Broner do at 47? It's like he can't make 40. I don't know I don't know if he's gonna fight all these guys at 47 what can he he's in this sort of netherworld and I thought that Granados brought out the best in him and you I, I think that we, we've been we spent the last few years talking about Broner's weaknesses so much we forget what his strengths are that being said I'm wondering what he does at 47. I think this my, the main thing
4: that I stick by is that when you're a fighter and you have nothing else to learn you're never going to be good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to learn, so you got to always excel in your in your craft. So, if if Broner can do that, he's very talented. He's an athlete. I hope cleaning up the outside lifestyle is what's going to help him. I think he's got a long way. Well, for yeah. Him. Well, well let, let, Let's see. You know, that's why the most important part of a fighter's is his story. You know, what I mean, the story of Broner is it's a, it's a wide one for the amount of stuff he did in the years he've been boxing. That you know, I only hope the best for him. Because, you know, you got to be very like an example to our community, you know, where we from, impoverished neighborhoods, that we got to be inspirational and we got to let people know that they can make it out where they from and they don't got to... You know, what I don't like to see is that, you know, especially when you black or whatever, they expect ignorance coming from black people. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what pays you sometimes. And I don't think that's always the thing that we should do. We should be more inspirational, especially if we want to help, you know, Chicago, where they got some mm-hmm. of the top, you know, murders from our people. We got to be inspirational because sometimes these people are with their back against the wall and they need to hear stories like Adrian Broners, Peter Quillens, whoever it is, to be able to come out, you know, they, their neighborhoods and be better. Cause The, the worst lie I ever heard when I was young is you a product of your environment. I became greater than my environment. So.
1: Good for you, man. That's Thank awesome. You, man. Something when you talked to Keith, he mentioned five fighters that he wanted to fight. He said, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. Amir Khan, Kell Brook, and Errol Spence. He wins, he beats Danny, he's got two down, three to go. It's it's pretty impressive. He wants to fight the best and so does Danny. Right,
3: but... But 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 where does Broner fit in is what you're saying. Keith from certainly the past few years, his sights are set explicitly not on accumulating a great record, but on being a Hall of Fame fighter and going through that list. I, I have this feeling if he goes through that list, knocks them all off, he'll walk away. He will walk away and, and he'll be, uh, I mean, you can, you can make this argument then, is where, where does he fit in all time, all time welterweight. He's all those guys? I, I also think, I mean, look, I, I know this. He was very frustrated, very frustrated at not getting the chance to fight Floyd Mayweather. He considers himself the heir. He wanted that Mayweather fight. He, he was upset that Mayweather didn't give him the fight. I don't know in terms of risk reward on Mayweather's timing, where Mayweather was in his career when Keith was coming up. This might be point out of retirement. But if it was, if it was really, if it was worth it for, for Floyd. In other words, Keith's name—he was the first big PBC attraction, but he still wasn't a pay-per-view level fighter. So why is Floyd? Why would Floyd at that moment? take that level of risk for that, you know, he would, right? He,
2: he never will. So that's that's a great time to ask. What do we think happens to the winner, his career, and the loser? This fight is this career defining. Yeah, this or is both of career, them? this is a
4: career defining fight. Whoever's going to go, going to be at the top of the heap to make make that money. But, that's but, what it's all about. Doesn't
1: it, doesn't it matter how the fight goes? To what if it's a split decision?
2: What if it's really? Close? I mean, it's a
4: story behind go. it. You know, you see some of the best fights get with the stories. Uh, you know, uh, let's look at Pacquiao versus Mark it was a trilogy it was like ongoing fights that made the story of the fighter so you know that's that's what this fight could be happening with this fight
3: let me qualify that from what it is a it is a career defining fight until the next one and you know we have a guy in the building right now who's going to be calling fight in ray leonard he loses to duran and only then do things get really 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 interesting Ray Leonard refused to uh, to, to, to allow the Duran loss to be a defining fight. And what he wound up doing was beating Duran and that was that was a defining loss as much as anything for Duran. Um, no so doubt. so when you're talking about guys who have the capacity to be truly great, I don't think that one fight, can do to, that. Can, can, can do that unless one thing, unless they, like, lose badly, unexpectedly. If you come back, you're bigger than you were before. Well, like you mentioned Pacquiao, he got knocked out cold. And he came
1: he came right. back.
4: Yeah, but right, he's, he's he got knocked like, out last time. I mean, uh, right now he's just <laughs> looking like he's just trying to recoup a little bit of money and just go ahead and <laughs> exit up out. He looks good. He, still, he looks the way he used yeah, to. Of course, you know, but at the end of the day, you, you don't ever want that, a fighter to look kind of like Roy Jones in their career and, and mess up all their their accolades and everything that they accomplish in the, in the sport. So, I think my, uh, Pacquiao has done enough for the sport where he's able to just, you up, know, Mr. ball Kenny? out graciously. That's what I think, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm saying hello. I'm
3: saying hello to Kenny. I'm saying hello to Kenny Porter, who is... You know me and Sean know... He, me and Kenny, we talk music. We don't talk boxing. Me and Kenny talk music.
4: Kenny don't know music bo- Kenny do, not know will uh, music like i do though. to nah, tell you what, Delphonics. I'm going to tell, you
3: what, gonna tell you what we on, did, Del- <laughs> Kenny. Del- I mean, Chi-lite. Curtis Mayfield Chi-Lights, Delfonics I I didn't even Switch, trade. Knew, you don't know about switch oh. Usher. I
2: already know. Right. Yeah, you already know All right special guest joining We know.
3: got us we have a, a very very Usher. special guest joining us Hit a note then B2K <laughs> yeah. Hit a note Usher All right Um Backstreet Mr. Boys. Porter okay. <laughs> Mr. Porter Yes you have fought Keith Thurman as well as anybody. Yeah. How do you see this fight? Honestly, I don't. Um,
6: I don't. I don't know if there's any other guys out there that can do it the way that I did it. You know, um, the combination of speed, uh, the combination of the the aggression, along with the boxing. You mm-hmm. know, we, we we both put it all out in the ring that night, and um, that I think that's why everyone, you know, felt it was such a spectacular fight. I think that this fight is going to go a lot more the way that Keith Thurman mm-hmm. wants it to go. Um, I didn't want it. To, Why I is that? It. I, I think that um, his foot movement, mm-hmm. his boxing ability, and, and culminated with his power is going to be a problem for Danny Garcia. Danny Gar- Garcia has a problem with... That's a hard time catching up with guys that can move.
3: But, but by the way, that's one. That's one of the knocks on Danny for that's, that's many years. Flash forward, sure, of slow, course. Yeah. But I, I, I want to point this out right now: is that Sean took a loss against Keith. And I think that he is bigger and better because of it. There's no shame in taking a loss like that where it's that even where the guys distinguish themselves and fight the distance. And, and you can see greatness right there. So I, I Can I point I something harp out? on that yo, you all yo yo. I ne- I never seen Sean with the same hair do. It's always like
4: a different hair. Yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> I try to keep y'all that's guessing. A, yeah, you know? That's the way but you know, it's it's really hard for me, man. It's like um, it's, it, it becomes an emotional roller coaster when you want something so bad and you don't get it. it you know, it, people tell you that you're just so great. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You try to, you know, you try to, you try to listen to that, but then you, in the back of your mind, that guy is still undefeated. I, I you, I wanted that. You know what I mean? How so. much
3: do you want back at Keith then? I do. Oh yeah, 100%. If, if, you, if you can fight anyone in the whole world right now, who you want? Either Keith or or, or Kilberg. Yeah. Of those two, who
6: do you want more? Keith. Okay. I want Keith more uh, I think Keith is he's the better fighter
3: and how and we're talking to Sean Porter here how do you see this ending decision knockout
6: I think it's gonna be a unanimous decision in Keith's favor uh, we go back to what I said before about the movement and how that's a knock for Danny mm-hmm. I, I'm someone who feels that you know when I get in the ring with you you're the greatest fighter in the world you know uh, so it's hard for me not to imagine Danny Garcia not looking at film of Thurman, knowing that Thurman's going to move, and not trying to uh, prepare for that, not trying to pick up his hand speed, his hand speed and his foot speed. But that's so that's not my mm-hmm. biased opinion. This is um, my my open opinion about this fight is that Keith is just a little bit better than Danny Garcia is and will win a unanimous decision, and can do more things and, and
2: he can do more better things better feats. Yeah. So what, what what if what if anything can Danny do to pull this out, to surprise us?
6: Um I would you know uh, Danny is a very he's a very hard puncher and we've seen Danny has great timing. He you it, it, if you if you talk about a guy being great, uh what what does a guy have that's great? This guy can time somebody and pick up the the, the, and and just land that that perfect punch at the perfect time. But sometimes
4: it it becomes too late sometimes if you uh, let that window close. It becomes
6: too late, but also that's why this is the the art of boxing.
3: Yes. You know what I mean? There's this one punch, though, that I see that comes from Danny that impresses me to no end. We know he can throw that hook. We know the kind of power it has. But one of the things I noticed covering the Guerrero fight... He can throw that hook going backward. Yeah, and, yeah. And Keith will come in, bang. See, that, he throws that for power. He throws the
6: hook and then, and then, and like again, that's his that's his special knack right there. Mm-hmm. Is throwing his his counter punches. Bang. His counter punches. The difference between him and most guys is, you can see he clearly has the power because when you're moving back off of a punch, when you're on the back of your foot, your balance isn't there for. Real for power,
4: so it takes someone who has real Sunshine, power. you remember to, Trinidad? Yeah, it was one of the most lethal is left hooks in the game. But yeah. when he fought Bernard Hopkins, you know Bernard Hopkins took that left hook. Yeah, would, would you say that it is something that Keith can do? Is like, you know, take away Danny's left hook, and then he won't be the same fighter. And
6: that's the number one reason why I think that that uh, Keith is going to win this fight is because he's able to do that. He's able to get guys off balance. He's able to frustrate some guys with his movement. Keith doesn't, he doesn't move, and he doesn't punch until he's ready to punch. He'll move uh, an entire round. Not to say that he's running, or not to say that he doesn't know what he wants to do. That's, that's his, that's the way he works. That's the way he operates.
3: But one, that, that was the one thing that I noticed in Keith that I, I thought was was a, was a an opening. He likes to, and not really take a, a rest, but he likes to reset, check it out, do the math, you know download the new yeah. information Yeah. you i didn't anybody I didn't want I didn't want
6: to give him that time and it's just like you said he does the math mm-hmm. he, 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 he he's a sci- he's a scientist in the ring. not to say he's the smartest yeah. fighter out there but he thinks he thinks he, he, and he adds it up he adds it up and then he figure out he figures out what he wants to do and then he does it i didn't want to give him that time but can
3: will danny be able to be that Relentless.
6: The only reason why I say he 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 can't is because I haven't seen that kind of work rate
4: from him. That's right. You think. So you think Thurman is going to win unanimously? I do. I think right. he's going to win unanimously. So if that's the case, you got to say it right now. You're going to cut, cut your hair off like Paul if he does it.
6: Uh, no. <laughs> on, like, oh, no. Come got to say it. No. It. No. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do before my nah, next man. fight. you going to do it like Paul, man. <laughs> you baby.
1: Tell us about your next fight with Andre Bergo. Uh
6: Oh, y'all know about that? Yeah, you know what's we crazy? know about everything. Y'all, y'all know about that? And, uh, and you know I'm actually I, I, Honestly I have specific instructions Not to say anything until tomorrow Okay. But I will let y'all know that it's, uh, it's, The cake is, is ready to be ate How about that <laughs> And Can I tell you
4: like, sh- You know this guy right here Sean Porter is like my brother You know Berto is like a good friend of mine This is the thing about being a boxer And being friends with so many You hate to see brothers fight But you know this is what the business brings And you know all the best and all the that's well That's it man that's to, it I mean.
3: that's, This is what the business brings Let me ask you easy one then is there a division in boxing that's better than 47? This is my I said no.
6: This is my uh, my mindset when it comes to my division. My division has it all. Mm-hmm. It has the power, power that you see at, at, at heavyweight, the and it has the speed that you see at lightweight. Uh, it has the work rate that you want at lightweight, at, at lightweight, but it also has the excitement that you want and the at personality, the baby, and the personality. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the best division in boxing. Um, the heavyweights will, will never uh, get
3: overshined by us, but we will definitely have our moments every time we're in the ring. But what, what I'm thinking is that even, and I know it's blasphemous to say that, but even, this is the, this is the best this division has been since, you know, the 80s, since the Ray Leonard days, and, and, and you know, those guys moved up. Ended up fighting his middleweights. So you guys are still going strong at 47, yeah. and 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 you have guys we haven't even seen on the on the biggest stage yet, like Errol Spence. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that you all can't keep fighting each other. And I don't care who takes a loss or not. Yeah. As long as the level of fighting boxing remains that good, you know, boxing has
6: changed, and and I, I have, I've said this for a number of years now. That I have a feeling that it's going to go back to the way it, it was. You know, boxing has changed from a business aspect, from uh, an intelligent aspect, with fighters, we're, we're more intelligent now than we were back in the day. We're understanding that there's more money to be made and there's other things that we can do. Like
4: a movie. I did a movie, <laughs> like, yes, when yes, they thought we couldn't <laughs> <You> read, know, <laughs> I read the script. He
3: made
6: money doing a movie. <laughs> yeah. it's, you always
3: you know, been like kind of a movie yeah, yeah, star. Yeah, <laughs> he, he
6: made money being, a, being in a movie, you yeah. know? Uh, boxers, were are smarter now. and. And, and I'm not knocking the, the greats of, the, of, of back in the day, but I'm just simply saying that, you know, um, back in the day, they were willing to put it all up on the line. They understood that there was something in the, in the bloodline of boxing that they had to carry on. Yeah, but and the, we're getting back
3: to that. But Sean, the, the foundation of your stardom, the foundation of your attraction, the foundation of his nascent movie career is what you can do in the ring, and how charismatic and brilliant you can perform in the ring. So let's say you do or don't fight Berto. After that, what is your path back to this level where you get the other shot at Keith, you get another shot at Kel Brook, there's an Errol Spence out there, because all of you guys are really playing at, at this level right now, you're playing with posterity, you're playing with history, your yeah, reputations are going to be so, a yes, scarf. Yes. How do you plot your return back to
6: that level? You know, honestly, uh, in the last, you know, I would say last probably six months or so, I've realized that even myself... I've waited on business, I've waited on mm-hmm. the promoters, I've waited on the managers, can't the advisors, so on and so forth, you can't wait any longer. And that's why I took it upon myself to make a phone call to Andre Berto to put it out on, on social media, something that they didn't have back in right. the day. Uh, there's better ways to get things done, there's quicker ways to get things done nowadays, and I'm gonna take full advantage it, it, of that.
3: It's one thing you all have in common, no matter how great you are, you have one common enemy, And he always gonna win, and that's time you your 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 prime is only going to be but so long. Yeah. And especially in a sport like this, you can fight beyond your prime, but you're going to get hurt.
4: Yes, sir. Well, you know, money you can get back, but time is the only luxury we have in life. You yes, never sir. get time back, so yes, you got to take that time and know what you're doing with it, and you know, move forward.
3: So if you're stalling with your prime, you're waiting to get. I only want to get to Keith. I only want to get to Kel. Exactly. You got to find a way to make yourself. Exactly,
6: exactly. And that was that was my whole, my whole mindset when I when I did start to reach out on social media was the understanding that I'm waiting on other people and in the, in the simplest terms I'm wasting my time.
2: You know? So Sean, we're going to let you go. We want to thank you for stopping on by. You have to promise us once that cake is announced, Yes sir. you'll come back and visit us. We'll be back, man. My soon. Man. God bless. Go ahead like Paul. <laughs> Ball here like Paul.
3: I think you can pull, pull this off, off. You can, You can can't even, off. No Yeah you You I mean, we let kid talking yeah. In our music club I mean he, he deserves inclusion I'm oh, telling you oh, he, he has distinguished it. taste he, he turned me on to some things Oh is that right no. Oh yeah absolutely. All right. am
4: Man thank y'all for having me I'm blessed to be here Sean I love you man Good to love luck. you man Good to Paul, see you as always yeah. see you Mark. We're going to
3: yeah, wrap man. up Because Paul's going to smack me now <laughs> or he's going to take me down You know
2: Post me up or something <laughs> Here we go This weigh-in's about to start
1: play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it
2: so here we are live at the thurman garcia weigh-in back from the weigh-in both fighters look great and we are joined by none other than, gentlemen I like to call El Jefe. It's the Stephen Espinoza.
0: Stephen, how are you, brother? Yeah, uh, yo, it's a pleasure to be here as always, filling in uh, for the uh, the unfillable Paulie <laughs> Malignaggi. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely,
1: irreplaceable, right? We wish luck to you tomorrow night as well, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so, you know, at, at, at this point, you know, you start to wonder with a, with a fight this, you know, it's got this much excitement, this much weight to it. You start to wonder, you know, can it live up to the expectations, you know, uh, and without jinxing it, you know, this is one of the ones where I look at it and say, I don't see how it can. I mean, the styles, the guys, you know, drive their determination. Um, I think this is going to live up to the hype.
3: When you look at a fight like this, what do you want people to walk away with tomorrow night? You know what? What I'm hoping is
0: a, an appreciation for the sport, the skill, um, you know, both the skill, the danger, the risk involved, the commitment that's required, uh, all of it. You know, uh, but I, I think really what we're hoping for is is a is a great experience. You know, people to walk away with a memorable experience.
3: One of one of the drawing points on this card is you have. Two champions, both of whom have undefeated records. Do you think that either guy, if they fight well, walks away diminished with a loss tomorrow? No,
0: you know there's no one looks at John Porter or Carl Frampton or Leo Santa Cruz as any less after their recent losses. I mean, the reality is um, a fight like this, win or lose, I think elevates both guys. I mean, right. we, we have we have a legend who just joined us, um, and he can speak to it, you know, uh, you know, in on, on the world's biggest stages he's experienced
3: it. We're joined by the great Ray Leonard here, and we were talking about undefeated. Mark, Mark, you can't just like... Undefined. <laughs> Wait, who takes... Gold five here. It, could be seven, it could be seven podcasts before I finish introducing <laughs> yeah. him. But Champ, we're, we're on the subject of, of great fighters who take their first loss. I am of the opinion that a fighter like Leo Santa Cruz came back stronger, made his career more magnificent. What is it like to be a great fighter and to take that first loss? You're at a crossroads in your career. One of these guys will find that in, that
5: in that position tomorrow night. One of these guys will experience that first loss. That first loss, because I experienced it, is one of the most emotionally devastating things that can happen in your life, in your career. I lost to Roberto Duran back in, what, June of 1980. Um, it was something I, I, I could not accept. It took me a long time to accept the fact that it was my fault that I lost that fight. Although Roberto Durant took me out of my game plan, Mm -hmm. this is going to happen to one of these guys. Uh, Someone will lose, someone will be victorious. But some fights, the first loss, can make you a better fighter. Most guys don't recover because it's that emotional. But the, but the real test in taking your first
3: loss isn't
5: physical. It's, it's emotional, it's psychological. It's emotional right. and psychological. It's, it has nothing to do with uh, the physicalities of yourself. But I tell you, it was tough, but it also affects it because you believe that you're not a, that great of a fighter. But if, like I came back like six five months later I think it was, mm-hmm. because most fights, rematches, They come back. The rematch takes a year or so. Do do you think that in
3: general, especially coming after the age of Mayweather, that people have a false expectation that great fighters are supposed to have a zero in the loss column?
5: I mean, I understand. I wish I was Mm -hmm. 37 and zero. I wish I was. But then again, Those losses made me the fighter that I became. You learn from those mistakes.
0: Right. And, and, you know, you have guys like us, whether TV guys or media guys, saying, oh, it's a phenomenal fight. You know, it elevated you whether you won or lost. When you hear people saying, don't sweat it, champ, you'll get him, or you hear people saying, like, doesn't matter who won or lost, you've elevated. You know, when you're emotionally that devastated and you hear other people You know, telling you that what what is that? What does that sound like to you?
5: I'm so glad you brought that. That's a great question because I don't want to hear that. You know, does it comfort me a little bit? Little, very very little, very minimum. But when I'm by myself in bed at home, it eats at me like a a saw. It chops me up. But there's only one way to get rid of it. Is there not? You have
3: to. As a man, when you go to sleep, you have to beat the guy who beat you. If you're if you're Leo, I want Frampton. If you're Ray Leonard, I need Duran. I I need these guys.
5: I went, and that's why I went back so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back at him because I knew I felt that I could win if I if I did it my way.
2: Champ, we're here at the Thurman Garcia Weigh In. What's fight week like for a fighter? We know all the pageantry around it and weigh-ins and TV and all of that. For you, once the weigh-in was over, what were the next 24 to 36 hours like?
5: Well, always between three and four days before the fight, my my guys, my team knew to lead me alone because I needed that time to concentrate, to choreograph in my head how i want to approach my opponent. I, I just need quiet, I just need, I don't need anything, any distractions, and they understand that, and they understood it, and I was by myself. I'm looking I'm looking in the mirror a thousand times, just feeling that moment, feeling that moment, accepting what I had to do.
2: At that point, the hard work's done, and it's all mental at that
5: point. Hard, the hard work is done, the hard, the hard work is actually done a week prior to the fight. All I'm doing now is fine tuning, just to stand sharp, stand loose, stand flexible. But in my head, I am, I am there, and that tunnel—I call it tunnel vision. It gets closer and closer and closer. Champ, when when you look at the mathematics
3: of these guys, who is vulnerable? Where? Which?
5: Where is Thurman vulnerable? Where is Garcia vulnerable? Because of what each other possessed, they. Both are vulnerable. We are always vulnerable at some point in that ring. Uh, it's just that we we have to be relaxed and poised. The one who has the who, who's relaxed the most is the winner. But uh, but then again, there's a contradiction here because you is fearful. Fighters, you know, there's a lot of fear involved, and but you have to balance that fear because fear can also paralyze you. But fear can also also make you aware of the danger of getting too close, of getting against the ropes, and what have you. Is there a
3: guy who has a skill advantage going in, in your estimation?
5: Hand speed nullifies everything. I don't care what kind of fighter you are. Hand speed nullifies everything. Um, these guys possess. I mean, they have hand speed. They have a chin. Both guys have strong chins. You can't teach chin. Um, and both guys, know, they know they know what's next. They have to win this fight to see and experience what's next, how big things can become for them in their career.
3: What about foot speed? Because what I see, I see Thurman having an edge
5: in foot speed. I would say I would agree with that. He, he's more mobile mm-hmm. and he's more flexible and that. But that still doesn't matter unless he utilizes that. Right. Take advantage of that movement.
2: I don't know if you guys realize, champ still got the move. He still has the movement. No, I, 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 you can see <laughs> He it. still got just, it, right? Like I just, so he still got it. I just
5: found you guys.
3: <laughs> see, I, I I always think that, especially when you break down a fight psychologically, more than hand speed, more than foot speed, it's your chin, your heart, however you want to characterize it. The moment where. You hit the guy with the best shot, and you're used to seeing guys drop from that shot, and he stands. What happens to the hitter at that moment? What happens when you connect with your best shot and the guy's still there? A fighter
5: like Tyson would crumble. You know right away. It registers right away. You hit that guy with your best shot, and he just turns his head and turns back. You, you, it sends a message extremely fast to your brain this guy is tough you know it just happens it just ha- everything's happening everything in that ring happens so quick like a knockdown a cut whatever happens so quick stephen we spoke
2: a few months ago now about you and your role at showtime wanting to put on only the best fights and we talked about the best fighting the best and we have obviously i call him the legend right fighting in major fights is this what you envision today, tomorrow night? It, it, it absolutely is. It's everything that, that we had hoped for. And, and it's, it's
0: one of those things, it, it doesn't just sort of magnify, it gets bigger exponentially. It's like, you know, elite fighter and elite fighter, it's not just a good fight. It makes it, you know, a memorable event. The energy's different, the excitement's different. It's, it just, it builds on itself. And, you know, this is the, the kind of thing I think why we're all excited is, as people who support and enjoy the sport is this is what we want other people to experience. You know, we know this is the sport is its best. This is the kind of thing I wish I had, you know, 20,000 cop tickets for because I want Everybody to feel what it feels like to be like an event like this. Just
2: to be clear, you do have one from me, right? We, we uh, that, we'll yeah, talk we're, about we're it after. Yeah, <laughs> <part of it.
5: laughs> Champ, you're joining the
2: broadcast team
5: tomorrow. I'm so excited, and uh, you know, I got the best seat in the house. Uh, doing what I what I've I've done, the best, and it's uh, it's like déjà vu. It's um, it, this is my my life. I mean, this is this is what made me who I am. This is what gave me uh so much uh this is what saved my father i mean all these things Wow. boxing is my love
3: wow i
2: don't know how we follow that up
3: no i mean it's all of our it's all of our loves and i think that we're in all seriousness privileged to see this sport at this level it's not like it's not like going to a ball game the other sports are metaphors for what this actually is which is combat and guys are going in there by themselves and you're not just going to see who they are all cliches aside you're not going to see just who they are as fighters you're going to see who they are as, as men as men and how they deal with the highest level of adversity when when what, what, what really impressed me for instance and and you have it set up so that you, have a, you can run a table of great welterweight matchups at the highest talent level. One of the things I love about Porter Thurman was, number one, that Porter did himself a great service despite losing, but also the way that he tested Keith Thurman, never letting him rest, never letting him break. Psycholo- you know, he, he never... Keith likes to reset, take his time, and Porter never gave him that. And, and I hope people understand the level of competence that they're seeing moment to moment. Same thing with, with Leo and Brampton I thought that one of the most extraordinary things I saw from Leo was that he changed his nature going into the second fight. He, he redesigned... He, 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 he's a volume puncher And he decided I'm going to be a distance guy now Takes an extraordinary
5: amount Of discipline I think we're going to see that Tomorrow night you, For sure Because the, Again These guys are at This level Whereas that Tomorrow night They will reveal Whether or not They can be called uh, Great mm-hmm. Great's Too soon It's too soon right now But You understand what I'm saying the, This to fight tomorrow Is going to reveal What's there how much they have.
3: But, but Stephen, it also... What happens tomorrow night helps to chart, of course, for all sorts of different matchups, re- rematches, spin-offs. There are yeah. all sorts of permutations in matchmaking now.
0: It, well, it, it, and it also sets a tone for the sport uh, because fighters are competitive. They they watch fights. They, they watch other guys fight. And you know, this is the only sport where don't have a schedule like there there is no set schedule we we make it up as it goes along so every fighter that's at at home you know they see that and you know the same adrenaline you're feeling you know ray you know they're feeling you know sean porter in the audience is going to feel and it it snowballs because none of those guys want to be the guy who takes a lesser fight. They right. say, okay, I see that excitement, the way that crowd was nuts at the Barclays Center. I'm not gonna be the guy who comes in with, with a, a B minus opponent. Right. He's like, no, I wanna, I wanna show them I could do that too. So the, you know, not only does the greatness magnify these events, it elevates the whole sport because, you know, whether it's on our network or another network, fighters are fighter, they're competitive. And
2: does snowball i love that that's become the bar the bars become the expectation of the best fighting the best champ i don't say this because you're here i mean you made a career off of fighting the best like what was your mindset back then of you want whoever next in line or the best is out there to test yourself or what was the door process well then?
5: if you go back and review my my my, my, my fight, my chronicle of my fight I was at my best when I was considered somewhat of an underdog. Mm -hmm. I was really at my best. I think in the Hagler fight, the Hearns fight, first of all, was big, but the Hagler fight was really a stamp of approval because, I mean, the odds were against me, rightfully so, because of my uh, inactivity Mm -hmm. and one fight in five years and being knocked down by pretty much uh, not a household name in Kevin Howard. Mm -hmm. People just knew I was going to seriously hurt. But I trained so hard, I, I focused so hard, and I I knew I could win. But I didn't know I could win until I got into the ring, and I was like almost like hyperventilating. But the first punch I threw, which landed on Hacker's head, I said, it still works, <laughs> I can win this fight.
3: Don't, to be that level of great, don't you need the kind of ego that demands that kind of fight In other words like, I don't want anything lesser I want not just the main event I want to command the attention Of the planet On one night I want a Duran I want a Hag. I want a Hearns I want a Keith Thurman And I'm sure that you have guys like Errol Spence Right now watching this thing. I don't want a piece of that I need a piece of that
5: that's so well put. Um, I was so when I was fighting, I was so cocky, but respectful cocky. No, not you, Jim. You weren't uh, uh, cocky. No way. I was. I, 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 I was kind of cocky, but you have to you be that way. You can't make one. it without. You, have, you can't make it without that. And, and the thing about it, you can, it can't be not real. It can't. It can't be BS. You can't. You can't brag or this unless you really mean it. You know what I'm saying? you nope. got you gotta feel it you gotta really feel it and really believe that you can win I mean, p- part of you has to be uh,
3: don't take this part of you got to be a little crazy but yes. if, you, if you if you don't
5: want it in that crazy way it ain't there's no sense in trying let me say this the fights that i lost are the fights that when i got into the ring I, all of a sudden i became civilized mm-hmm. i don't want to i mean i got to understand where mm-hmm. i'm coming from because back in the day, when I was at my best, in my prime, I was trained. I was, I was, I was, go way beyond the limits. Whether it's instead of three minute rounds, I did five minute rounds, thirty seconds rest. I mean, I did everything necessary to be the best. And when I start, you know, uh, taking for granted where I was and what I had to do, flying private planes and all the, you know, all the uh, perks you get, I lost being. I lost, didn't have the eye of the tiger, didn't have the edge anymore. It, it's one of the things that, that most impresses me
3: about Keith, and it's beyond rhetoric. From from the earliest points in his career, he wasn't talking about winning titles or being good or making money even. He was always talking about posterity and where And it requires a huge ego, and I mean that in the best sense. He was always talking about where he was going to fit in in historic terms, and I think that one, Stephen, you could speak to this better, but one of the real resentments he had was, was timing that he didn't get to fight Floyd. Now, you know, what, what he would have done against Floyd, I don't know. I don't know if the risk-reward would have been worth it for Floyd at that time. But he was always thinking in those terms of where do I fit in in history?
0: Yeah, that's, it, it's absolutely true. And I think there's also, it's sort of human nature a little bit to, as fighters or, or performance generally, perform at the level of your opposition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just human nature. The greats, you know, avoid that. You know, Mayweather, most recently, he's never come in and not look sharp, you know, no matter what the opponent was. So, you know, on these types of fights, you know, you're looking at, you know, elevating, you know, greatness demands you know greatness. So, if if that's your goal, you know, and Keith isn't about social media. He's not about you know uh, starting a starting a, a record company, signing a rapper. You know, um, you know, he's got some jewelry, but it's not a big part of his personality. You know, he yeah. drove
3: me around in a Prius. A Prius.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's got a Prius. I was in
3: Florida. We we did an interview. He picks me up in a Prius. Like you were
2: gonna walk by the car, you really didn't think that was his car. No, uncle, you know, no,
3: it was interesting to me. He, he, you know, he is his, he is his own guy. He doesn't sound like anyone else. He doesn't look like anyone else when he fights. Um, you know, he he got his own thing. Um, and but his sense of ambition the enormity of it the voraciousness of it that's what impresses me it ain't about me, I'm, I don't want to be the best now I want to go down as the best of all time
5: when I when, you know when I started boxing I said to a uh, reporter asked me said, what do you want to be and I thought for a second and I said I want to be special I don't know I mean I was like 14 15 mm-hmm. years old mm-hmm. and then I, as I got older mm-hmm. and more advanced I said I want to be Great. I want to be like our And when I talk, when I hear Keith Thurman or Danny Garcia, they they've said certain things, certain words they use, like they want to they want to reach the top, and this, and I see it in their eyes. They really want that. This is more than just knocking each other out. This is about trying. This is about being undisputed. I'm ready to end it on champ. <laughs>
3: I'll shut up for once. Yeah.
2: Champ, thank you so much for stopping by. We look forward to seeing you on the broadcast tomorrow. El Jefe, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for stopping by, um, and I think we're gonna wrap it, man. You can't, you can't follow up the champ and El Jefe, man. So There's the last word. champ, we'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you all, man. This is great. Steven, thank you. Thanks, fellas. Of course. Signing off, Thurman Garcia. Thank you.